0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, July 1st, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini.
1: And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves.
0: Ashley, we are getting ready to come up on a holiday weekend. So we will not be having Today on Broadway episodes on July 4th or 5th. Yeah. There will be things... In the podcast feed, on at least one of those days, Jennifer McHugh and I are going to record a some like a pop mid year episode. Kind of catch up on all the you. things that we've seen um, oh, God, and recommend a, a bunch of things. A lot. Uh,
1: yes, you send me recommendations every hour
0: on the hour. That is not true. It's always born <laughs> out of conversations. <laughs> Sorry.
1: But Sorry, it's it's not every hour on the hour. It is like ten a night. That's.
0: An exaggeration, But <laughs> nonetheless, um, we will have uh, a something like a pop for you over the holiday weekend. But we do hope that you have a wonderful, relaxing hot dog, oh, watermelon yeah. and fireworks filled uh, holiday. And uh, we wish you all the best. But if you want to hear all of our podcasts, especially the upcoming something like a pop before you can get it anywhere on the regular feed, head over to Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, Broadway slash Patreon. Okay, Ashley, uh, here's the nice thing about how we record. We finished, oh. <laughs> yeah. and we were just talking about schedule and like stuff, and then all of a sudden I was like, ah, damn it. We got to get God back on the horn. God
1: damn it. So you'll yeah. probably
0: hear this first. Uh, Maybe. It yeah, depends on how you edit it. <laughs> um, it. It is recorded last, because Gawker, of all outlets to be reporting yeah. this, um, is, is reporting uh and and i have confirmed not officially this is not officially like out there no press release anything anywhere not
1: on the big theater sites yet.
0: no uh or even the little theater sites but gawker is confirming all of the rumors that we have all heard that leah michelle will be set to take over the role of fanny bryce and funny girl on broadway beginning on september 30th um that is coming on the heels of Beanie Feldstein leaving the show on September 25th, which we already knew. Um, According to a source, quote, a press release is making the rounds of Theater Insiders that announces Michelle's casting. The Glee star, here's where it gets interesting, will perform Mm -hmm. the role six nights a week with understudy Julie Benko taking on the other two performances. Uh, We have all heard, obviously, that Julie is phenomenal uh, in that role. Um, And uh, I also don't have any doubt that Leah Michelle will be phenomenal in that role um,
1: I think she'll be a good singer
0: but really I, I don't think that that role is I think she's funny like I thought she did some pretty funny stuff on on glee but here's the thing I've t- I feel like I've said this on shows before and then I've edited it out most of the times uh, because I was like I didn't want to get into it when there wasn't any sure. actual news to talk about but I think I've alluded to it at least a little bit there are obviously a lot of concerns for that are very valid about Leah Michelle and her past behavior with co-stars and people that she's worked with both on stage and screen. Totally. I don't have any first-hand knowledge of those but those things are so publicly discussed by her former co-stars that I do not doubt a single word of them. I also realize that she is somebody who began acting professionally on Broadway at the age of like I don't know, like what, seven, eight, and she did not have a normal childhood, childhood. So I would not be surprised if she grew up in a very unforgiving headspace. So very likely. Yeah. So if Leah has taken this feedback and and seen how she is perceived by her castmates and by the industry at large and has decided to make positive steps towards not being that person anymore and you know i don't know if you have to go through the 12 steps of assholishness like assholes anonymous or something yeah and you know it's not anonymous amends. for her that's <laughs> <Yeah. But laughs> I mean, well aware but if, I don't know if she, you know, has to go and like apologize to Amber Riley or anybody else she's, you know, behaved badly to in the past. Um- but if she is legitimately taking steps to be a better person and be a better coworker and being a better professional, like I'm okay with her having a second chance at a career. I'm okay with anybody having a second chance at a career if they if they you know make amends and be a better person. Has she and, done that? I yeah. have no idea. That's the thing. Is yeah. that's the next part? I don't know if she's doing that. The fact that Jonathan Groff likes her and loves her is enough for me to say that she's not a wholly horrible person, although Jonathan Groff is seemingly, like, the nicest person in the world, so he just might like everybody.
1: Exactly. But if she
0: is doing the things necessary to not be a monster, then I'm okay with this. If she continues to be a monster and comes out of this looking worse, this will be a very bad look for this production, for Leah, and for the producers.
1: Uh, Two parts to that. One, (laughs) yes, I think Jonathan Groff's a very nice person, and also is a white man. so the levels of which he is receiving, yes. or her attitude, or animosity, or abuse, or whatever, is not going to be the same as what Amber Riley and what seems like many other people in her path.
0: Uh, Naya Rivera, you know, the late Naya Rivera, Rivera. rest
1: yeah. in peace. Yeah. So there's that. There's also the fact that we're kind of in the middle. Not kind of, but are in the middle of this apology tour for her. Where you know oh, we've we seen, talked about that. Yeah, she's been yeah. Every
0: Broadway gala she she's could possibly been get invited to.
1: Everything. So it's it's really uncomfortable to me. Like I don't know what work she's done behind the scenes, if she has, if she, like you said, if she's made these apologies to Amber Riley and everybody else and what what have you. Um but to be in the middle of that still and to get this massive gig that's basically like her dream job been her goal forever, where you know there's like some voodoo shit going on <laughs> behind the scenes. Like, that's odd to me. We knew this was happening. Um, This is still, like you said, it's unconfirmed. Even the Gawker thing says, our source has said that there is a press release that's been going around in theater circles. And I mean... Uh, I, cool but I haven't I, seen it yet I, so. I, I,
0: I had somebody who works on the uh, production yeah. text to me and say have you seen this press release because I haven't seen yeah, it so. <laughs> it's uh, like
1: we're at theater circles nope. where's this press release but yeah, as far nope. as we know this is a thing that is happening um, yeah. whether we have like the official statement of it yeah is a different story but we know that this is coming to fruition unless something ha- happens yes. or doesn't happen in the case of like maybe she continues to be an asshole
0: yeah, and I I will just say this is something that I've heard from sources ingrained in this production, close mm-hmm. to this production, that this has been in the works for a while. This is not a oh, surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what is a surprise is that Gawker is the one <laughs> Gawker on a holiday weekend dropping yeah, it at four
1: thirty. Of the press release is going around. No, we swear.
0: Yeah, which means it'll probably come out after everybody gets back from the Hamptons midweek yeah. next week. So. Yeah, yeah. It's everyone
1: this, it's in everyone's inbox, and the Gawker is getting a out of office
0: yeah. message in response. <laughs> I, I will say one thing that does is not lost on me is that Leah Michelle is known for being a bully amongst her cast members, and mm. Beanie Feldstein has suffered a tremendous amount of online yes. bullying yes. during her run in this show. Now. I'm not talking about reviews, because I think the reviews, well, no, they no, have no, not no. all been fair. They've all been, for the most part, professional. I, I think that the professional yes. reviews have been harsh, but honest, Um, but like... The TikTok and for the part, Twitter. For the most part. Yeah I, feel yeah, like they,
1: yeah. I feel like they've been honest, but in the same way as what we've already talked about on the show, but yes, probably haven't exactly. heard yet because we're putting this at the beginning. Uh, is just the thing of this isn't the star that I wanted and therefore it's terrible. And I Correct. I I have hated those reviews and those reviewers and the people that have obviously very much taken pun partially intended glee over all of this and mm-hmm. her failures. Um Um, And Grace and I really
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not even failures Because you said you really enjoyed the show
1: I enjoyed her And like I've alluded to I don't think she was the most egregious casting in that show But I mean, Grace and I really got into it As far as when Beanie was announced to be leaving And all of the animosity and bullying As you said towards her Especially on social media And just, it's been really awful It's been so, so sickening (laughs) and disheartening
0: grace had to inform me of these things because i don't travel yeah, in the social circles it was literally on a group test exist. i was like wait what really i didn't know that yeah. uh, what do I people
1: know? are people are gross and abusive and it, it, it's 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 really hard to see um you know whether you enjoyed her performance or not her receive all of this and yeah. then for someone as you said who has been a bully to get this role like yeah, i don't know what i personally don't know what to do with that personally and professionally don't know what to do with that right. but um i don't love it no <laughs> really not at all
0: i mean i get it from a from a professional standpoint from a producing standpoint this will probably generate this quite is gonna a, get of a buzz, lot of money and people are probably gonna come and to be honest with you yeah. i don't know that she is going that leah is going to sell better than beanie but i think that the, it'll It'll sustain oh, I think the so. show, I mean she might, but I just mean like it's gonna sustain a show a lot longer than it probably would have been able to if they had cast literally probably anybody else yeah. short of Barbara, you know <laughs> yeah. so so I, I I'm not mad about this from a producing standpoint. I'm uncomfortable because of the the bullying beanie into a bully aspect of it, but like I said before mm-hmm. like i'm pro second chances i'm pro third chance i'm pro as many chances as it takes for somebody if to do, do the, the right work. thing if you do the work exactly so um it's she's also super talented like there's no denying that Leah Michelle is one of the most gifted singers in the world, so she also might be one of the most horrible humans in the world too for all I know um mm. so that might obviously not when it comes to like you know murderers but in terms of like no, the sure. scope of like Actors and how they treat other people Doesn't have a great reputation so I hope That either the things that we've Heard about her are exaggerated which They mm. they might be but mm. More than anything else I just hope that she Is Grown up and matured enough to realize that That's not how she should be acting so Fingers crossed yep. all right so Do you want to do the rest of the show that we've already recorded that You're yes. gonna have to drop in backwards
1: <laughs> Let's do it all right.
0: Yeah. right we'll talk to You guys in what like three two, two One, one. Blast off. All right, so let's get into what little news we actually have today. There wasn't a ton. It feels like all of the decision makers and press reps in the theater community have all left for either Fire Island or Martha's Vineyard or the Hamptons or wherever they go. Uh, But it was confirmed on Thursday, June 30th, the final day of the Broadway League's mask mandate, that the minutes will require audience members to continue wearing masks for the duration of their run at Studio 54. They are scheduled to play. Uh, at the theater through July 24th. So for the next three and a half weeks, audience members sitting in on that Tracy Let's Play will be forced to wear masks while the vast majority of other folks in Broadway houses are not. When this was originally announced and then um, Circle in the Square announced that American Buffalo audiences would have to wear them, I thought that there would be a few more, um, but it is interesting that... (laughs) me too. I, th- did, I think you and I were talking about it but or maybe it was me and me and Grace I don't remember but it was it is interesting that the only ones that have said that they were doing this uh, are not theaters owned by the three large yeah. theater-owning groups. They I'm, are. I'm not
1: surprised by that no, at all. not in the least. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: Circle in the Square which is independently Independent, owned and then yeah. uh, Studio 54 which is part of Roundabout's mm-hmm. theaters so um, and it, Roundabout's other theater is not currently o- o- occupied. So That's
1: very true. That's true. So yeah. Shrug emoji? Shrug emoji. It's really frustrating, honestly. I'm, I'm not surprised, like I just said though, that these big groups, including, you know, Du Jamson and Schubert and Niederlander have not. I'm, (laughs) it it is still aggravating because, I mean, still going to the theater still getting sick people are still getting sick things are still surging um i'm sick right now again it's likely not covid considering i just had it last yeah, month it, like, yeah. from another go- th- you know theater going experience and now it's like i assume i got sick with like my annual summer cold while I into the woods on tuesday night so it's like there's still things going around even if it's not COVID and, you know, COVID is still so obviously here that mm-hmm. it's just frustrating to see, like, no vax requirement, no, ma- you know, masks are optional, which, as you said before, I think, in our group yeah. chat, like, the way to make... They were
0: recommended what they, they said. Reco- the, the, the w- yeah,
1: yeah, the way to, like, actually enforce that recommendation is to not make them optional, essentially. essentially. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously, I'll still be wearing a mask or two, but it's it's going to be very aggravating I've seen like a lot of conversations recently. Um, I think the one, the main one that I saw after this was announced was from David Gordon on Twitter. It's just that, uh, you know, and this big thread of people kind of commenting underneath it is th- the events where things have been Optional, and I received video from an anonymous source the other day from Broadway Bears. Um, You could probably count the masks on one hand. It's so to see events like that, to see like these mask optional events, you know, people are predominantly not going to be wearing masks, especially in the summer. It's hot. I get it. I am the sweatiest person alive, but I still don't want to be sick.
0: Yeah. What was us? Well, let's move into uh, another topic that is sure to get people uh, riled up, at least not necessarily for this, but for its basic. Yes, but. Earlier this week, Broadway Cares announced that they had awarded three hundred thousand dollars in special grants to Planned Parenthood and uh, the NARAL Pro-Choice America yeah. to support access to reproductive health care. The move obviously follows the Supreme Court's recent ruling to overturn Roe v.ersus Wade. Um, in a statement, uh, Broadway Cares Executive Director Tom Viola said, "Quote: Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS condemns the Supreme Court's tragic and misguided decision. We are no stranger to showing support." where stigma and shame are the predominant response. This time is no different. With these special grants, we can help forge a new path toward reproductive rights for all. Our work continues. This, when you see red buckets and you see Hugh Jackman auctioning off sweaty shirts for $10,000 a piece, this is why... I don't get mad about those things. I, no, you know, I try to give as much as I can. And as you know, weird as it might be to you know be asked for money uh, after spending $150 on a Broadway ticket, these are the reasons why those things are incredibly important. And the work that Broadway Cares, Equity, Fights, Aids does is always invaluable, not only to the theater community, but also to our collective community at large.
1: And let's be realistic. The people who can afford the $150 yeah. seats can afford to give a lot more than What they're giving anyway
0: uh, some of us might be some uh, of us <laughs> some of us might be paying for $150 tickets because uh, we have no self-control but uh, either or way that's or just don't
1: up. file for cops but you
0: know <laughs> that's true I, I don't do it as much as I should but anyway yeah. um, speaking of good causes coming up on Saturday July 9th will be the 24th annual Star Studded Extravaganza Broadway Barks it'll be the first in-person mm. event since 2018 uh, it'll be hosted by one of the events co founder Bernadette Peters and this year she will be flanked by the music man leading Lady Sutton Foster mm-hmm. we've already talked about all of that but they announced recently some other Broadway luminaries that will be participating in the event and let me tell you the names they are a plenty um we will have a link of course in the show notes where you can see all of them but they will be headlined by the man we just mentioned who I don't know if he's going to auction off a sweaty t-shirt in order to try to get some <laughs> dogs and cats uh adopted but Hugh Jackman will be there yeah. of course uh, Sutton is the co-host, his co-star from from Music Man. Also on board will be recent Tony nominee Shoshana Bean and Alex Brightman, Carrie Butler, Bobby Conte, Claiborne Elder, Miles Frost, uh, the legendary Randy Graff, another uh, Music Man uh, star, Shuler Hensley, as well as... The Dearly Departed Bunny on uh, How to Get get Away with Murder. Wrong (laughs) show. (laughs) Um, Only Murders in the Buildings, Jane Howdy Shell. Um, You also have uh, Jane Lynch, Jefferson Mays, uh, Donna Murphy, Abby Mueller, Chris Siever, Jen Samard, Julie White, and more. So that'll be a great time for a great cause, especially if you don't have allergies like I do. I would never be able to go to that thing, even though it's outdoors. I
1: was going to ask if you – I know you're not a pet person, but I couldn't remember if it was an allergy situation. Yes. or otherwise. There we yeah, go. Yeah,
0: I have, I have nothing wrong with against animals other than fact yeah, no. that they will kill me. Uh, <laughs> because my I'm very allergic to anything with feathers or fur, and mm-hmm. I am asthmatic. Those two things right. often, anytime I was around a dog or cat as a kid, I would end up in the emergency room, so now I just avoid Suffering. them altogether.
1: I had the opposite. I had 18 pets simultaneously oh, at one time, growing you. up.
0: Proud yeah.
1: Of I know though, I, I want a uh how to get away with murders in the building crossover. I would love that.
0: Give me Viola well, Davis on, very, on one of these very seasons. Very
1: theater have yeah. Get Conrad Rickamora in. So oh, we have yeah. more theater people in. Absolutely. Absolutely. That
0: would be great. I love that. I gotta watch I season
1: it. two. Damn it.
0: Another yeah, two. Two episodes have started. It's oh. great. It's great. Um all right. So uh speaking of things that are pulled from pop culture, uh <laughs> starting here uh next week or I guess in a week and a half ish, uh when you're listening to this, or no. Yeah, next week. That's right. Cause what today's if, um, July 1st. Yeah. Um, I, the uh, one person show Saving Britney will have a transfer off Broadway to sit to the Soho Playhouse. The show centers on a millennial named Jean who grew up with Britney Spears uh, as a fan. Um, Over the course of an hour, you can see how the princess of pop influenced Jean's life and how the connections shared between them led to an unbelievable moment of self-discovery. Of course, this is inspired by the Free Britney movement. Um, It'll be running at the Soho Playhouse from July 6th through the 30th. And it was devised collaboratively by uh, award-winning performer Shireen Rachabiani and and writer and director David Shopland, Um, and uh, it had its uh, world premieres in the UK, and uh, Mm -hmm. it was nominated for What's On Stage and Double Ofi Awards, so it's uh, very, very uh, critically acclaimed, and I'm going to see if I can fit it into my schedule because I love these kind of uh, off-the-wall things that I can't get a chance to see anywhere else.
1: I would love an opportunity for this to be playing at the same time as all the Natalie Portmans. I feel like that's an expert double bill.
0: Either that or Once Upon a One More Time. Ooh, yes, absolutely. Soon soon uh all right so let's get into a couple sets of reviews that i wanted to go over there too so i'm just going to go over them quickly i'm not going to dive too deep into them um at this point you should have heard uh, about both of them if you listen to today on broadway one of them uh even more so than the other you don't um (laughs) <laughs> uh, over the week, over the past week, the pre Broadway engagement of Limpika opened at the, Los, uh, yes. at the La Jolla Playhouse. Um, I have had friends who have gone and I will say that their comments mostly echo what the critics said. Okay. Um, so these are not just things that out of touch critics are saying, but, uh, my friends who have seen it the um, malcontents who write the reviews yeah I didn't say that no, uh, I did. but yes of course this show is directed by Tony Winter Tony Winter Rachel Travkin and lyrics are by Carson Kreitzer and music by Matt Gould who recently was my guest on This Week in Theatre um, it's directed by Christopher Ashley and choreography by Raja Feather Kelly the show stars uh, Eden Espinosa as the uh, titular Limpica, who is a real life French uh, painter uh, and it also stars Amber Amon who I think is mentioned in some of these uh, reviews as well, if I get to those parts. But let's start with Pam Cragen from the uh, San Diego Tribune, who talks about something that I want to want to echo from the people that I've heard talk about the show about how unbelievable the show is from a visual standpoint, which makes sense because it is a show about an artist. She said, quote, the show's physical production, Art Deco scenery by Ricardo Hernandez, neon like lighting by Bradley King, projections by Peter Negrini, and costumes by uh, Anita Yavich is dazzling. The ever-spinning turntable stage features fast-shifting angled scenery walls that serve to highlight the most elaborate production projection design I've ever seen, featuring old Nazi and Bolshevik photos and newsreels, images of 1920s Paris, and some of Limpica's sinuous paintings and sketches. Here, Pat uh, Launer from the Times of San Diego gets a little bit more into the bulk of the show itself, writing, quote, but with nearly three hours at a frenzied, feverish pace, the show could use more revising, condensing, and heart, and far more depth of character. Right now, the piece has the cold, hard surface of her, Limpika's paintings. Perhaps that's intentional, but it keeps us at emotional remove. E.H. writer for Broadway World said, quote, Espinosa as limpika is bold with fantastic vocals, sharp focus, and the ability to make this woman feel both like a detached observer who creates art, a possessive, if emotional. Emotionally obtuse mother, wife, and lover, but also someone who feels deeply. Directed by Rachel Chavkin and with choreography by Raja Feather Kelly, the show is dynamic and exciting with lots of bold music, innovative staging, gorgeous costumes and projections, and powerhouse vocals. And that's If you sum all of these things up, that is effectively what I have heard. Visually, it's stunning, both in terms of the staging, the set design, the projections, the choreography, the blocking. All of that stuff is creative and fantastic. Eden is in as good of a voice as she has ever been, which is saying Mm. something, given everything we've heard. Like... I still go back to the early aughts and just marveling at the Brooklyn cast album. And once upon a time, like how she could sound better than ever is unbelievable to me. But then I've also heard it needs some work. And when I spoke with Matt Gould about the show, um, while they were still in rehearsals, he said, we're still working on it. Like he was very happy with where the show was coming out of the pandemic. Um, and he said, it's at the point where they are ready for an audience to see it, but it was very open about the fact that they are making changes. And, um, Mm-hmm. we know that Rachel is not opposed to making changes from out-of-town tryouts oh, to Broadway if you look at something like Town and all the different incarnations that it went through so I feel very encouraged by all of the positives for Most this um, and especially the songs that they've been putting out on, on streaming services that have been amazing uh, I think this is very exciting obviously there's work to be done a three hour musical is not the worst thing in the world but if you can tighten it up it certainly no. would probably help in the long run
1: yeah none of the negatives to me seem like they are deal breakers no. by any means like if I were to see the show tomorrow I feel like I would be very happy with it even if in its current incarnation but yeah it's a three hour show it will get a lot of cuts and it will get a lot of the cuts it needs and it's got time so yeah. I'm I'm very very excited for it to come out to the east yeah me too I will be there uh, many, oh, many yeah. times
0: probably moving back to New York the Park Avenue Armory recently had the official opening of the North American premiere of Robert Icke's award-winning adaptation of Hand- Hamlet. It'll be running in rep with Orestia for the next couple months. Uh, Mm. Hamlet opened up first, and it is important to note that when this show originally played in London, it starred Andrew Scott, who, of course, is one of the best actors on stage and screen. And that plays into the review from David Cody from The Observer, who said, quote, Critics should review the show they saw, not the one they wanted to see, but one's eyes keep wandering to the large, Andrew Scott-shaped hole at the center of Robert Icky's Hamlet. A slick and thoughtful, if indulgent, reading of Shakespeare's tragedy, running a punitive three hours and forty minutes, the surveillance state staging offers little you haven't seen across a lifetime viewing of Hamlet's, yet it withholds the one thing that might have made it special, a commanding turn by the irresistible Scott. (sighs) That is... Yeah. yeah. That is echoed by Nicole Saratori, who wrote for the stage, quote, Lothar, who is the the star who replaced uh, Adam Scott in the role of Hamlet, brings out the Danish prince's queasiness, con- contemplation of morality and fragility. But while he excels in some smaller moments, it is not a sustained performance. We are often left to wonder what his Hamlet is grasping at. Deeply resonant elements of the original production, meaning the Andrew Scott mm. one, um, have also lost some of their power in the transfer 3 hours and 40 minutes uh, of hamlet is tough no matter who is starring in it but if you get somebody who is compelling like Scott or like Benedict Cumberbatch which I sure. watched on the uh uh I guess it must have been an NT Live thing I, I saw theaters a few yeah. years ago um it, you could do it but you got to have that commanding central performance
1: I'm I just get a little bit squicky about any kind of review that's essentially like I, I didn't like this show because it wasn't the production that I wanted to see with this actor that I wanted to see. Like, I get it, and I get it as a theater goer, especially for someone like Andrew Scott, who is so incredible at everything he does. Um, but that's hard, and I, and I can't really tell if that's kind of the primary complaint in either of those reviews, but it is. It's 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 weird to me. I feel like the production probably lost some other things in the transfer, and I don't like when it focuses on that, because it kind of feels like a slap in the face to the actor.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. Absolutely. All right, well, let's get into some feel-good recommendations. I first want to point out a new video that was released to coincide with the end of Pride Month from the national tour of Mean Girls. They collaborated the entire month of June to create a music video for Pride Month. Um, and it is it took place over three weeks in multiple cities while they were on tour. And it is them performing uh, to a remixed version of I Am What I Am from La Casa Of course Fall. it was. Of course it is. So it's really great. That'll be in the show notes. I didn't
1: even know. And I knew that's what it
0: was going to be. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't know, but you knew. But I knew. Deep in my soul. Yes. Uh, And then finally, previously, I've talked about a... King Lear production um, from Play On Podcast. I kind of reimagined yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. King Lear with uh, Trammell Tillman in it and I think Keith David was in it as well. Um, they have a new one out. The start of their second season is an adaptation of Twelfth Night and this is coming out in multiple parts. The first episode is uh, available now. It is translated by Alison Carey and directed by Christopher Liam Moore and it again stars Trammell Tillman from Severance yes. and from that King Lear. But another reason I wanted to mention it is because it also. Stars the amazing Amy Brenneman as Olivia. Uh, mm. Who I, if you follow me on Twitter, first, I'm sorry. Yeah. Secondly, mm. I've I've recently mentioned uh, unrelated to this before I knew this was even happening, that Amy Brenneman is one of the most underappreciated actors of her generation um, from NYPD blue, uh, even into uh, judging Amy. But especially with some of the supporting character work that she's done in recent years with like um, the leftovers and even uh, shining girls, which was just on. And now, especially on the old man where she is phenomenal. Eventually. Um You'll get to it. Yeah, it's yeah. getting a season two, so I use know that's so I said. <laughs> yep. So, uh, but Amy Brenneman, Trammel Tailman, and, and a whole host of others. It's really, really good. It's kind of a um, golden age radio Hamptons uh, <gasps> oh, nice. kind of setting, and it's very good. And um, I still have Broadway to Radio to Friend, yeah, both are really good. Broadway Radio Friend, Lindsay Jones is the sound designer for this, Fun. so nice. um, definitely recommend all of that and uh, check it out wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. That's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Ashley. Where can people find you? You can find me
1: on Twitter and Instagram. But no, this
0: is Ashley. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Fourth of July holiday weekend. Uh, Jennifer McHugh and I will be back. Uh, we'll see if it either be on Monday or Tuesday. I'm not uh, exactly sure, but uh, we will uh, have that for you there. We will give you all of the TV and movie things that you need to catch up on. Probably TV heavy because Jen and I are TV people. Sure. Um, but enjoy that. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll be back to talk to you next week.